0: If you want to have something in your community and you don't have it, just do it yourself. That's kind of what we do. It's kind of like the punk rock mantra. If you don't have a scene, you build one. You're listening to the Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast. The exploration of a life fully optimized with Megan Hoffman.
1: Hey, Maximum Enthusiasm podcast fans. Welcome back. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends over at Runner's High, the only running specialty store here in Golden. You can check them out on the web at runnershighco.com. They've got a shop here in Golden, Colorado, and they just opened a second location in Morrison, Colorado, right there at the base of Red Rocks Amphitheater. So why do I love the folks at Runner's High? Well, Deb and Ken are an incredible couple. Both have extensive running backgrounds and pedigrees. They have a wealth of knowledge and experience. They are the ones that helped me back in 2015 when I started training for my first Ironman and was getting back into running. They put me on their treadmill there in their store and did a running gait analysis, helped me figure out what I needed for both training shoes as well as race day shoes. And I'll just share that they got me hooked on the Hoka for training days and on the Newton lightweight running shoes for race day. And this protocol has worked beautifully for me for the last three years. Uh, It's also my only source of running and training nutrition, both during and after I buy my Scratch Labs hydration mix at runner's high. And they also just got me hooked on the tailwind nutrition vanilla recovery mix, which I use after my workouts. So, they are fantastic. They will absolutely help you get sorted with your running shoes as well as apparel. And they sell some pretty amazing yoga pants, too. They are offering a discount to our listeners. If you mention that you are a Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast fan, they'll give you 10% off running shoes and 20% off apparel. You can also just mention the last name Hotman, H O T T M A N, and you will be a friend for life with Runners High in Golden. So, again, check them out, Runners High. Okay, listeners, we've got a special show today. I am going to be live in the heart of Cycle Works Bike Shop in Lincoln, Nebraska, with the founders and organizers of a race that I'm doing this weekend called Gravel Worlds. I'm interviewing Corey Godfrey and Craig Schmidt, also known as Schmidtie about what compels them to take on such an extracurricular feat that both uses up their vacation days and their personal finances as well as their time and energy. And as I think you'll hear from the interview, frankly, it's passion and it's fulfillment and it's building a community and doing something that gives back. All of those things that we we talk about in vague and general terms, but they are living proof that those are the things that actually lead up to a really happy and satisfying life of maximum enthusiasm. You'll have to forgive us for some of the background noise. We are sitting on the floor in the bike shop. As you can imagine, the day before such a big race, the two have their hands full and they are in charge and on scene. So we just snuck into a side room and did a quick interview on the floor. I hope you'll enjoy this interview as much as I did. I learned a little bit more about two guys that I've known for about 18 years and uh, I just you know, being a participant in the race, as well as just being a member of the Nebraska cycling community back when I started racing and even now coming full circle. I'm really just grateful to people like this that um, put so much of themselves into something that really does give back to so many of us. So enjoy the interview on Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast with the founders and organizers of Gravel Worlds. All right, listeners. Welcome back to the Maximum Enthusiasm podcast. I'm sitting here with Corey Godfrey and Craig Schmidt in the heart of Cycle Works in Lincoln, Nebraska. We are on the eve of Gravel Worlds, which is a 150 mile gravel race starting tomorrow at 6 a.m. And these two guys are the faces and all the muscle behind this race. Um, guys, why don't you introduce yourselves to our listeners and also tell me how it is that you came to be the two dudes in charge <laughs> of this massive event. <laughs> how did that happen?
0: Uh, this is Corey Godfrey. So, well, how do we get involved in this, buddy? I don't know. I
2: think it, well, Schmitty, Craig Schmidt. Um, I think it started over pizza and beer. I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. How all good things originate. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, so you can. I mean, you're the one that was
0: like, "Hey, why don't we?" So maybe you could. Yeah, we had the uh, the Good Life Gravel Venture. Did that for a couple of years. You know, basically just I thought about doing a gravel a race around Lincoln circumvent Lincoln, you know, because Lincoln's kind of in the heart of all this gravel. Right. So that'd be kind of cool just to kind of race around Lincoln. So I did that for a year. We put it up on the PCL, which is a Pirate Cycling League blog, and then 25 people showed up. Awesome. So we had people you know, showing up from Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, and obviously local. Yeah. It was like, some people rolling in from different states were like, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> How did you find out about this? Like, it was on the blog, man. Like, okay, cool. And next year, you know, we decided to do it again, it was 50 people there came up with the idea that like, there was all the different world championships of, like, single speed, cross worlds, you know, and they'd have all this crazy stuff going on. It's like, you know, let's just go ahead and do a, a world of gravel. You know, I think that it's, that's legitimate. Yep. There's yeah. no people doing it, so someone's going to get it, so it might as well be us. Yeah. In uh, uh, the heart of the Midwest. Yeah,
2: and I remember the night, well, it was at D Street, which was kind of a, lo- is a local you know, house that's always been a bike house. I think every town probably has one. And and it's D Street. We call it the D Street Hotel. And we were drinking beer and eating pizza. And I remember, you know, we talked about it and Corey said, well, we need to claim it. Mm-hmm. And it, it need, somebody needs to claim or say, we need a Gravel Worlds event. And of course, we were all like, yes, it needs to happen. So, um, I mean, that's Kind of how it came about. Just I, I don't think it was accidentally, but yeah, like Corey said, when people started showing up, we were
0: like, wait a minute, like yeah. there's a demand here. Yeah, we Th- might have there's something. There's a need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And
1: this was what year?
0: Wow, I think 2010 was the first year, or was it 11? I'm terrible so This is yeah. The ninth time Yeah, it. this so is the ninth
2: be. calling. So 11 years ago.
0: So. Well, 11 is when the Good Life Gravel Yeah, life. So I mean that's, that's two years. Yeah, after that we did Gravel Worlds. So it's been a while. So I know it was still small. The first year we had Worlds, like a little over 150 maybe yeah. people showed up. Yeah. Well we had jerseys, you know, yeah. the full. Postcards, miles. you know,
2: you entered by sending in a postcard, and yeah. which my mail lady at the time, delivery lady, <laughs> loved. Yeah. <laughs> if I got to see her, she'd be like, these car- postcards are awesome.
1: That's and, pretty neat. That yeah. sounds a little bit like the Barclays Marathon that's, you know, all the hype right now where you have to do some weird shit to enter. Oh, but, yeah, but anyway, the money marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. OK, so then now it's evolved. in how many I saw you sold out? So how many people are signed up for tomorrow?
0: Well, between the two events, we have the 150 mile world championship. Um, there's almost 400 people in that. Awesome. And then over 100 people in the short distance private tour gravel grinder. The 75, 75 miles, yeah. So I like to offer a couple different distances, because yeah. you know, I think a lot of people are a little intimidated by that 150 sure. number. Might be a little big for it, so we still want to give them a taste of the gravel around here. Yeah, so but
1: 500 yeah. sold out. Well done, you guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: yeah, pretty happy
2: with that. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, you know, one of the concepts of this podcast it's called maximum enthusiasm. There and one you of the are. concepts is sort okay. of living a life that's yeah. like okay. fully optimized, and also just putting together your best days and kind of your best life. And a and a big concept behind that is doing things like what you've done here where sort of like why not us and why not now and why not this instead Mm -hmm. of saying oh someone else will do it or it's a great idea but I don't really have the time or I mean I just want to point out that you both have full-time jobs doing other things which are not this Mm -hmm. and uh you mentioned you've taken some vacation days from your professional job to be able to do this and I'm sure you have too there's a lot of love and sweat and tears that goes into this so
2: it amazes me and we've talked you know just recently and every year I think we talk and we, you know, we're gonna knock heads a little bit each year. That's just naturally part of it, but each year, and especially this year, I'm, I'm amazed that we can pull it off. I really am. What we pull off is, is amazing. Now we have tons of volunteers, yeah, at the registration out on the course and stuff, but yeah, just this behind the scenes stuff is, and we have people still helping us, but for what we're doing and where the event's at, it's to me pretty amazing.
1: And, and that's what I want to focus on today frankly is what's your why why are you spending your vacation time and you could be going and doing something else and why are you devoting all this time and energy to something like this uh,
2: to me it just it feels good it feels right you know and it's it's at registration today you know it's seeing people where are you from and shaking hands it's giving out. Hugs, which I'm not great at, but I'm getting better at them.
1: I thought you gave me a perfectly nice <laughs> hug. <laughs> I'm getting better at them. So honest. It's, uh,
2: yeah, that, it, it's a long story, which is a whole other okay. story. But, um, you know, I think it's that. It's the reward. It's watching people tomorrow out on the course and the enthusiasm, and they're actually, you know, giving back to us. And then, then that feels good to me anyway. You know, I, I'm we're going to be awake for 24 hours here pretty soon, and, and that, you know, just the, the love and excitement we get back from the writers is, is why I, you know I do it and I
0: think that's why we do do it yeah for me it's I echo Craig's comments but also you know these events can change people's lives and I've seen it happen mm-hmm. and uh, you know someone that shows up to, for an event like this they think there's no way I can do this and they give it a shot anyways and they do it and it's like wow like, it really empowers them yep. and you know, see them Gain that passion for uh, a sport, or you know something that they really enjoy. That's re- very re- rewarding, knowing you're changing lives for the better. Absolutely. But then you're also um, you're helping create a community for, for folks to kind of connect. Um, yeah, you know, I've made some great friends in cycling community, and uh, the gravel scene is as a really good scene. It's really laid back, um, so we're offering an opportunity for folks to connect and and make their lives better. Absolutely. So that's that's the main reason I really enjoy it. I'll I'll spend vacation time and I'll do whatever to help be part of that.
1: Can you think of a specific, is there someone that comes to mind where you remember them saying, I don't think I could do this, and then they do this, and then it becomes a lifestyle, or they start commuting, or they're getting into other bike races, or, I mean, is there anyone, you don't have to use names, but just is there a specific example you could give of someone who you know, this has changed their trajectory?
2: I can, you know, I can think of one uh, guy that, after he finished, I remember him talking to us about being an alcoholic, and, you know, just the bike, and... You know being able to ride the bike and how it's changed you know his his lifestyle and that you know he finished i think at twelve thirty 30 at, at wow. night that night but you know it explained to us you know what he had his you know life had been up to then and how just doing the event and riding on gravel and preparing for the event had kind of helped change his life so
1: that's powerful yeah
2: that's huge and i've you know we've seen people you know from you know they've come up and talked to us and they had maybe some weight issues sure and sure you know and then they're like i've dropped 50 pounds or 75 pounds get you know by just riding my bike and so you know it's it's stuff like that that's also empowering you yeah. guys
1: are truly changing lives as
2: you
0: yeah. said yeah that's 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 what gets that's you up in feeling. the morning yeah, that's yeah. and, and feel- keeps
1: you up 24 hours
0: <laughs> yeah yeah bad coffee that lo- loads and loads of coffee <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so on that note, um, what advice would you give to someone who's listening to this who's, like, looking for a thing? Maybe they do struggle with alcohol. Maybe they do struggle with weight. Maybe they're just looking for a community in this day and age where social media has actually isolated us so much. They're looking for that community. What advice would you give them to get into Gravel? And it doesn't have to be this event specifically, but...
0: You know, try to find, if you can, some local folks who will... Take you under their wing and, yep. and show them the ropes, and you know find some rides to go to and just show up and do it. And it's scary at first, but once you do that, you, you break down those barriers and then it gets easier and easier and enjoyable. Yeah. So just yeah. give it a shot. You know, don't, don't hold back.
2: I think it's I think that's the other thing that's exciting about the gravel community versus maybe other you know types of cycling. It just seems like people are you know approachable. It's way more and, inclusive. And, yeah, Different and may inclusive. Mo- you know, way more understanding, way more patient, willing to share, you know, like maybe, oh, I use this much pressure on my tires. Maybe some secrets that other you, d- you normally wouldn't get from people, but you g- you can ask somebody almost any of their little secrets, and they're going to give them out to you.
1: Yeah, gravel races are an open book for yeah, sure. Yeah,
2: and um, I think just asking questions, you know, finding that group, Um, The great thing about gravel is you can just, it's searching, it's going out and finding roads and that's part of the enjoyment of
1: it. Almost a little bit lost on purpose. Yeah,
2: oh yeah, Yeah. definitely.
1: So for the listeners who aren't familiar, gravel racing is mostly self-supported and self-guided. You can download a Garmin uh, route. Actually, my first year at Gravel Worlds was three years ago in 2015. I had downloaded the route to my GPS, just like I always do and I fired it up on the start line and it wasn't there. It was complete user error, but it wasn't there. And yeah. so luckily at a last minute I had printed off your turn by turn, stuck them in a Ziploc bag and put them in my back pocket and I lived and died by that Ziploc bag mm-hmm. at every turn for yeah. the rest of the day. Um, so you're on your own, the course is not marked, you all have some mandatory stops and then you have some optional ones for extra hydration. Mm-hmm. And I, this is where I think you're Race is really unique compared to other gravel races, is that you have these kind of oasis stops. One of which it looks like is a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout camp or troop. troop Yeah, yeah. Tell me about a couple of the other ones. Are local gas stations or? Well,
2: stuff. there's the the grocery store in Malcolm. We'll, we'll use the word grocery store loosely. Yeah, because it's well, it's a general store. Right? It's a general yeah. store, but it's three aisles and it's wooden floors and it's but it's it's we've stopped there every year every nine years yeah that, that and it's gonna be well, it's like going back
1: in time 100 years old Absolutely. yeah it's gotta be.
2: and they but they love us and they you know they tell us you know it's one of their best days of the year I bet. So, so yeah so they look forward to us stopping and it it gives back to that little business owner and that little town and last year the, you know the Scout troop you know we just mentioned something to someone in the town of Valparaiso and mm-hmm. the Boy Scouts contacted us and we we're like Go for it. Set up, set up a tent, sell things, and the riders ended up paying for the the whole troop to go oh, on sh- a canoe trip down the Niagara River. That's great. So that's you know that tying in the small town communities with our event, with gravel events, with just riding with bicycles. The whole thing is you know kind of evolving, and it, you know this year the town of Malcolm they're trying to build a second baseball field, and so at mile 128 or 138 they're Kids are gonna be out there and they're gonna be selling snacks. And uh, we're pretty sure the riders are gonna support those kids and they know what the money's gonna to go towards. So I'm kind of excited about that too. So, I mean, that, that to me, it just kind of, it's, it's like evolving and tying
0: where, you know, we're tying things together, which is, you know, exciting. Yeah, giving back to the communities that we're riding through, you know, trying to make their lives better, also showing them there can be a positive impact of us Crazy or clad cyclists <laughs> coming through their communities, Amen. you know. And like this, it kind of tells you that the spirit of riders. A uh, gentleman emailed me. He's like, "Hey, I don't plan on stopping at the Boy Scout troop or the ball field, but I want to make a donation." To those oh guys. wow! So how can I give you guys a donation? Can I give you guys a donation? Like, yeah, I'll give it to you know Craig or I, and we'll make sure they get it. that's really yeah. cool. So, I mean, cool. it's like he doesn't plan on stopping there, but he wants to be able to yeah. give to those communities. Yeah. So I mean, that just tells you like the kind of people that come to these events. They're super cool. Yeah they want to give back you know they want to make a, an impact in the communities yep. so, yeah, we it's, have
2: it's i at least know of two or three just people saying i'm going to load my truck i'm going to put drinks and i'm going to put food in the back of my truck and i'm going to be at this intersection or on this road tomorrow and we you know we just we call them our oases or the gravel family or whatever name you want to give them but every year I, we have three or four people that shoot us a note and say hey I've looked I'm just at the and I'm going to go do it. Just and it's for awesome. fun and yeah. just to support the riders. Yeah. And, and the riders course, love it. Oh, yeah, because yeah. we're
1: out there struggling, and then all yeah. of a sudden there's this oasis of, of miracles. as <laughs> 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 like a Ford F-150 you full of icy beverages. Yeah. It's yeah. the best thing in the world. Yeah,
2: and that, that's what's, I mean, that's, I think, you know, I, I've, at Dirty um, Kanza, you know, they have some of that towards the end of the ride, yep. and I love that stuff. Yep. I mean, just seeing people at the end of their driveway, you know, saying what they, that tells you what they feel about the event. Yeah. And so it's, I, I like that stuff like that.
1: So, what I'm hearing a lot in this conversation that I just love is community and, you know, we all, drink the bike gospel by the gallon, and the, the, the bike Kool-Aid, I should say, and yep. we preach the bike gospel, This, this three, the three of us, and bringing people to bikes, and more importantly, making the community aware of the positive side of cycling as opposed to what many people associate with the negative side effects right. of cycling, yep. and um, it's really magical what you're doing here with this event because you've taken some gravel roads, you're charging a little bit of money to go ride a ride, and yet what you've done is really... Grown a community of people who do these events, but also folded in your local non-cycling community and made them a fan. And what I hear there is, these things are hard. This is a hard weekend for you guys. There's a lot of personal sacrifice here. I bet early on you probably spent a lot more money on this than you made, so you were in the well, red. Well, it was. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is only our third year of charging money. Yeah. So it year. was
1: even like costing you guys money and yeah, time. It was, yeah,
0: yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it definitely was. Good.
1: And I think there's always this, you know, moment where you say this is a great idea. Oh, someone else should do this. This is hard work, and yet you both stepped up and you're literally changing lives and communities. So what, where does that come from? What's, where does that drive come from, or what's that desire to make that difference and have that impact?
0: Yeah, I just I don't know. I just always want to make a positive impact. Yeah. I want to be able to say like when I'm on my deathbed someday that I made a difference. Yeah. No, and it, I, and it's, I don't want it to be a taker I want to uh, be able to give back yeah. and it's, to not, not it.
2: yeah. it's not about filling our pockets you know, now we're breaking even and we're, but you know, as, as you see today, we're able to give more back to the riders with the swag and with, uh, yeah. you know, for the money that they spent, we're hoping that they leave here saying that was, that was a well spent $80, mm-hmm. you know and so that's that's where, you know, I think that what we're where we're at right now is, you know, we don't need to make or feel like we need to, you know, fill our pockets with a lot of money. You know, it's more I get more and I think Corey says the same thing, we get more reward from the relationships and from, you know, the outcomes with the people versus what you see like on the line, you know, from a bank statement or something. Yeah,
0: it's never about money for either one of us
1: well, you'd be in the wrong industry if that were the driving force here. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, we basically start charging so we can form a business. And sure.
1: And sustain it. F- yeah. Sustain life. So the yeah, yeah.
2: So the business. So the, the event Insurance could and you know yep. the event could just keep happening. Otherwise, I mean, we're getting to the point where like I don't know if we can you know afford to just take the money out of our own accounts for yeah. the event. We need to start charging some money so the event stays alive.
1: You know, I'm hearing a theme across my podcast, which is that money is not the source of happiness or purpose or fulfillment, and you're reinforcing that here. So then my next question is, knowing that you both have day jobs and I don't know how much you like or don't like them, but how much does this supply to your overall sort of life satisfaction, you know, kind of in addition to your day job or your normal profession?
0: For me, it supplies a lot. I mean, I really enjoy helping out the community something like this it kind of fits my particular you know my personality you know very organized um, yeah. so you get to
1: use some of your talents here too which feels yeah. good oh, also yeah.
0: yeah definitely and yeah, it's like bringing everyone together so it's a great opportunity to do that
1: yeah
2: and I I think it feels a little more rewarding than the job
1: uh-huh. for me so this kind of fills
2: you up yeah. And yeah it's it's you know it's it's positive you know almost all of it's positive you know, there's not very many negatives that we get. And every weekend you're gonna get a mistake or you forgot to order this or something, but they're easily fixed. And next year we plug that in and, you know, and move on. But it's way more rewarding for me as far as my full-time situation.
1: To anyone listening, what what life advice would you give to be in this really, what I sense is like a sated and very satisfied space that you're both in? Um, And it can be general. It can be outside of bike racing. But how do you arrive at this space where you feel this good about something that you've taken on?
2: Well, I I mean, just when you were asking that question, the first thing I kind of thought about was, you know, like a stripped down lifestyle. Do you really need, you know, what do you, do you need this much? To be happy when, you know, I think we're finding out maybe you don't. And there's things out there already that are in your midst that, you know, can make you happy without a lot of money or, you know, it's there. You just have to take that step and then you take the next step and then pretty soon you're walking and then you might be running and, you know, so to say. So, I mean, that's that's kind of what I think is, you know, go go for it. You know, and there's going to be setbacks, but, you know, take those as, as learning, you know, events versus, you know, a, a setback that I have to stop or quit. Sure.
1: sure. So there's joy to be found in simplicity. And oh, definitely yeah. relationships. I'm hearing a big theme of that here. Yeah. Not yeah. in the stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I hate learning. So yeah. Yeah, it's ah. a necessity, but cause a lot of problems for a lot of people but so especially that's the focus of life yeah. but you know if you want to have something in your community you don't have it just do it yourself that's kind of what we did it's kind of like the punk rock mantra if you don't have a scene you build one you know just do it and they give will come yeah. as you're showing they will I come. It'll, it'll happen I mean, yeah. it may be slow it may take a decade but it'll happen so you can be part of something really really great so give it a shot mm. that's basically what we did yeah
1: I love that. All right, so if uh, listeners want to check out more, it's gravel-worlds.com. Yep. Pirate yep. Cycling League. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The content's great. They are giving away engraved swords to the male and female winner <laughs> yes. tomorrow, which is so badass. Yep. And, uh, and I'm going to try to re- you know repeat my 2015 single speed win. But uh, we'll see, because the competition is a hell of a lot more fierce now than yeah. it was three That's, years ago. So. Yeah. it's going to be fast. It's going to be really fast. Thank you guys so much for your contribution to this community and everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for all
0: your sponsorship and your help. My pleasure. being here. Heck
1: yeah. Heck yeah. Thanks for your time. Thanks for all the maximum enthusiasm. Yeah, thanks. Yep, thank you. (laughs) Thanks, guys.
0: for listening to Maximum Enthusiasm with Megan Hotman. Subscribe, check out our blog and learn more at MaximumEnthusiasm.com